So listen, I, I, we battled a little last week. Um, I did. And so we've gone for five wings this week, not eight, but we've picked the five hottest sauces. You picked the five. I picked, I picked the five hottest sauces. I just sauces. asked for just Nando's. You did, you did. You, you I got were, denied. You were chickening out. Ha, 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 pun. <laughs> so bad. Um, but uh, so I do want to invite you to, uh, to be involved tonight, uh, five wings. And then we're going to tell you the sources because people have been asking. Um, they, I really missed the wonderful marketing opportunity to have Giorgio sources available. Should it be Kieran and Giorgio sources? KG. Here we go. Should it, we missed the opportunity. So, Christelle, uh, about um, uh, 20,000 Scoville. Shingada's more than 30, called Angry Sauce. Thousand Scoville. Very nice. Yeah. 35,000 Scoville Tabasco, the highest Tabasco you can get on the shelves, called Scorpion. And then we've got um, this. Carolina Reaper, take a little jump up from 35 to 1.5 million Scoville, yeah? Incremental and then, steps. And then this one is called Insanity Source, all the way to, to me from like around the world. This one was given to me by somebody from our online church in Joburg, uh, uh, Martinez, and then this one from online in Durban, and they won't tell you what the Scoville is because it exceeds 2 million. And they just recommend that you go easy uh, on that one. So I've marinated uh, all the chicken uh, pieces in these sauces. So God have mercy on our souls. And our constitutions. Kieran, <laughs> this is a church. Okay, Kieran, so talk to me. Thank you for the opportunity to be here again. Sure, I've sure. I've really enjoyed uh, putting you in, uh, yeah, asking some hot questions. Eating some hot wings. Thank you to everyone who sent spicy, uh, spicy sauces. Yeah. Uh, everyone around the country, thank you so much. Yeah, that's uh, really thank good. Thank you to Online church. yeah. And thank you to the congregation for uh, being so receptive of yeah. me uh, up here. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Okay. They don't know you like we do. You'll be even more well received. <laughs> I've got my bread ready this time. I'm not taking any chances. I did chicken out a little bit on this. Uh, the yeah, end there. On the hot one last time, yeah. But uh, I'm ready this time. So Full do you want committal. to start with a wing or start with a question? I think we should start with a few questions. Okay. Nice and easy. We're going into activation. We've got oh, a few right. questions. Okay. Yeah. So why should I attend church? Why should I serve? And why should I attend a grow group? Um, the, I mean, those are really great questions and very easy in a sense, right? There's no pressure. Um Here's the thing, like, I, I'm not a cyclist if I don't get on a bike. And I'm not a gymmer if I don't lift any weights. And I'm not a husband until I marry someone and take responsibility for all the chores, duties, opportunities, decisions, and affections that come with that. So stop playing games with words and do the thing. Are there any prerequisites for salvation? 
Are there prerequisites to salvation? To salvation. Yes. Uh, there is really one prerequisite. It is acknowledging that I need a savior. That I'm exclusively separated from God by one big sin. Unbelief. Not the other sins. The other sins are the result of unbelief. Unbelief is I don't believe in God. When I have belief, I believe in God, then I accept him as my savior. All the other matters of sin are result. So the only hurdle is unbelief and the only bridge is believing. No action, no cleanup, nothing else. To believe in the one whom the Father has sent, Jesus Christ. That's it. Come as you are. Yeah. Come as you are. And you can try and stay as you are. But if the Lord doesn't change you, the devil will fight you. You're not going to want to stay as you are. It will be intolerable. You'll either rise or the devil. You see, uh, the fire either comes in your living or the fire comes in your dying, but the fire is coming. Okay, okay, way too deep. (laughs) Way. And that's without chicken. Oh, are we starting? I think so. I think okay, we should, um... guys. Thank you. I'm, I'm quite excited. So, um, so this is Christel. It came from the US. Um, and I took the biggest piece of chicken I could find for it because it's the lightest sauce. Okay, it's good. I think we should try and eat as much of the chicken as possible. It fell. No. <laughs> There's starving children in Africa. I am that. Child. Actually, I have to be honest, the sauce is nice. Mm. And, um, hmm. Who are the critics? Matt, you're up here next week. Mm. Brave is the one. Okay, that was really awesome. After last week's experience, did you uh, invest in any uh, Gaviscon or Tum Tums? Any antiacids? I brought medicine with me tonight. I've got Buscapane, Tum Tums, Gaviscon, and Mapadol, which cures all things. <laughs> last week, this last one is was so hot that... My knuckles hurt the next day. I'm not even joking. I think the acidity sparked in my body, and I was like that guy from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Colum. <laughs> What's his name? Colum. Yeah. That one. That's why I didn't see people on Monday. <laughs> okay, next. The next question is um, changing topics a little bit. Can I still receive salvation while identifying as LGBTQI? Plus, as part of that community. You want to let go of this one? I think that I think we touched on it last week, and I think there's been a lot of questions after after we went there last week. Yeah. Let me be absolutely clear about this one. We must separate what it requires to be saved from the process of what living out my salvation is. So that everybody is welcome to the well 
and everybody is welcome to drink the waters of salvation. Identify any way you like. Once you drink the water, or living water, and you accept Christ as Lord and Savior, identifying any way you want, then your first identification must be that I am now a follower of Jesus or a disciple or a Christian. If you can first identify as that, then I have every confidence that the one who saved you will also lead you and he'll work out all of the details of the identification that must follow after that. But if you're going to identify as something above Christian, it's going to be a tough fight for you. At Father's house, we're very clear, everybody is welcome at church. No matter which community I feel part of. Very important because it wasn't that long ago that people were excluded for other reasons. Hmm? You couldn't come into white churches if you were black. You couldn't come into righteous churches if you were divorced. If you'd committed certain kinds of sins, you were mocked. People were literally excommunicated out of the church publicly. If you wore makeup 30 years ago, you were a harlot, you couldn't come to church. Now, we send you home if you don't wear your makeup. No, I'm joking. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. That's so rude. And that's just the guy. No, so I think... So everyone's accepted at church, and I can come as I am. How far down the road will I get until I'm told I can't be involved in worship team or in ministry team? I'm going to tell you straight away, I don't recommend being involved there. And I'll tell you why. The, you remember I said identify as Christian first, then identify as anything else you want after that. The reason why you came to church is because something spiritual drew you. And I've invited you to a journey with Christ. The moment you get on a stage, you set yourself up for criticism. And what can happen is you might feel injured by the season you're in, and it'll put you off coming to church, which was the first goal in the first place. So take your time. You've got a whole lifetime. Be wise about when you put your life on display. And that's not even got to do with the LGBTQI community, I plus community. That includes people going through a divorce. Maybe don't be on the stage right now. Don't have somebody get up and walk out and go, no, no, but I heard a rumor that this person, well, just maybe take a few weeks. Why? Because I don't want you in your act of service for the church to lose your heart for the Lord. Because you got hurt. That's not worth it. You know, then I'm getting more out of you by doing stuff than you're getting out of church by being here. Take your time, you know? That's great. What do we have next, Pastor Roger? Okay, so we've got Shingadas. I mean, they've been great the sponsors. And I think we, yeah, it's called the Angry Source. The wings were exceptional last week. Yeah, I must say, I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed that we've got another brand here to, tonight. <laughs> uh, this is Habanero. I'm actually growing them at my house, so that Georgia sauce might be coming. Uh, and these are uh, XYZ dunked wings. So let's go. <coughs> no, it is angry. Mm. 
How angry is the Giorgio sauce going to be? It's going to get saved to that sauce. It's going to make be so angry, you're going to say to yourself, if this is what hell is like, I'm getting born again. Wow. When you love loudest is on the chair next week. Mm. Yeah, this one anoints your lips. Yeah, it, it, it hits the lips, doesn't it? Philip, like you've been kissed by the devil. Why are we doing this? <laughs> you call that sauce Judas. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Wow. I so worry that I'm going to get to fluk fluk. What's that? Do you not know what that is? It can't need brought knee Afrikaans knee. Stop, please. <laughs> That's all That's I know. That's so bad. <laughs> Afrikaans staat for ongeluk daar. Um, okay, let's go. Sure. Will Father's house marry me if me and my spouse identify as part of the LGBTQI plus community? Will we marry a gay couple? Um, although we're on a big journey on that conversation and we'll continue to do that until we can make sense of how that works, both publicly and practically in life, uh, we presently do not marry people of the same sex. We consider the purpose of marriage um, to be beyond uh, only a love. So we have no doubt that people can love each other, but marriage is a step above uh, just love. And I say that because I think it's, even in, in the Bible, people loved more than one person. Uh, they uh, had many wives. David, Solomon famously had 300 wives. And I, I just recommend that you must have the wisdom of Solomon <laughs> if you're going to have the wives of Solomon. If we just get clever, yeah? So, you know, wh- why would God redefine marriage even from the Old Testament of of, of polygamy, and there were even wives and then concubines whose only purpose was sexual. So I don't think we must think this is a new thing. And then for some reason, God very distinctly defined it to a very uh, narrow perspective. And so we're on a journey figuring that out, but we do not at present. We advise and recommend people to legal marriages. And so there are friends who are friends of the church who will do a legal marriage. Um, for a person and, and comply with legal requirements, but not uh, uh, the um, the ch- church ceremony. Let's say um, uh, my spouse and I, who are we're married already, we identify as part of the LGBTQI plus community, um, and we want to be a part of church. Can we still get involved? Yeah, sure, absolutely. And we have proven that in our churches. Uh, you see, uh, the purpose of involvement also is a very, you know, for me, it's on the merit of each person's journey. Is it healthy for their spiritual journey, for being at church, engaging with the context and engaging with serving? You know, for some people, serving is a lifeline. gives them a family to feel part of and uh, to be needed I think the church must be very careful, broadly speaking, to say you are not needed to somebody. Now, for some people, they've got an agenda, so you've got to say to them, calm down. But for other people, they just need 
a belonging. I think we must work very hard on that. Is it that far different to the criticism of the disciples criticizing the woman who washed Jesus' feet because her reputation was she was a prostitute? How involved was she allowed to be who prepared him for burial? Something to think about. Yeah. Church is supposed to be too tough for humans to handle it. So we can leave it in a higher hand. If we can handle it, it ceases to be the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. becomes our possession. And then we get possessive. It's not a good idea. Leave it in God's hands. Uh, Tom is chasing us. This is our trusty Tabasco Okay, y'all, this one, I'd, I have to say Tabasco, if you are listening, I mean, not that you would. It's hot, but it's an awful sauce. It just tastes awfully. You wouldn't like look at eggs or something and go, what this lacks is scorpion <laughs> sauce. It just seems awful. So I'm going to do it because, you know, the gospel calls for it, but... This one kicks very fast. Wow. It's just not... <laughs> it's just not nice. None of these are nice. <laughs> Except for the Trinkardas. Sympathy cough. <clears throat> I've got a WhatsApp speed round now. If the government had to make vaccines mandatory and we decided not to abide, is it a sin as it refers to in Romans 13? It won't be the first time the government's made something mandatory that we, don't, we shouldn't comply with. Uh, you see, the problem with um, making something mandatory is that you've got to be 100% sure. <laughs> It's just not, I mean, it's unrighteous. The problem and the reason why our government, I think, hasn't made it mandatory yet is that um, you have to be 100% sure of the result and consequence of your decision. Now, as far as the Roman scripture is concerned, uh, there is a balance of equation there. That's the idea that God appoints leaders, you obey the leaders. Um, We've had many scenarios in our country. Are you okay then? You keep going. Eating bread. I accept that God has appointed leadership in every land, but I don't accept that all leaders' decisions are righteous. If they make that mandatory, I would have to take a process of prayer and consideration to see if I would endorse that as a mandatory requirement. I would say we've got a lot of other things we should be making mandatory cleaned up or sorted out in our country as soon as possible before dealing with this. Mm. And the stats are actually getting vaguer rather than clearer. So we had a wave with no lockdown and the wave behaved exactly the same as the previous waves with lockdown. So I think it's getting tougher to get mandatory about it. So That's great. We'll face it if it happens. Next one's quite serious. Um, okay. 
Only now. <laughs> How do I tell my brother that God is love if all they see is darkness after their 16-year-old son committed suicide? How he, now he feels that the world will be a better place if he himself takes his own life. What would you say to, to someone like that in that position? Oh, that's heavy. Um, do you know, <clears throat> I had a very close friend, a very close friend in high school. In the Christian sense, we were sort of together. Uh, and she was murdered. Um, and I had, I had to process a lot of that. Um, l- love is not the prevention of pain. Love is the companionship through the pain. And he will walk with you into the shadow of the, va- the valley of the shadow of death and walk you right out of it again if you'll let him. Because he lost the son too. I really hope that's meaningful and helpful. If you're listening, person will ask that question. I hope you'll come see a pastor if you can't take any more steps on your own. Come talk to us. Yeah, our WhatsApp number will be on the screen. Yeah. You can contact us. I'm sorry, I'm now, it's, it's the question, but it's also the source. Yeah. Okay? Karen, we've got to eat these next two, otherwise I, I feel like we, we're not going to be manly enough. Straight to the end. Straight to the end. You want to skip the... the Reaper. Just going to send it. I'd like to eat the Reaper. Okay. Oh, Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sins. Which one is that? They all sound aggro to me. (laughs) This is the one. This is 1.5 million Scoville. Okay, we call it quits there. Camera people are zooming on my forehead now. I know. The disrespect. (laughs) God is watching you. Okay? Let's go. I think last one to wrap it up, one of my WhatsApp questions is, is it a sin to have tattoos or does it depend on the image you decide on? Just looking at all our staff with tattoos. It's a requirement to be on staff. <laughs> Please do show us yours. I don't have one yet. Um, okay. Um, there is a verse in the Bible that causes confusion. It's in Numbers. And it says that the Jewish nation, when they enter the nations that they go to, should not tattoo themselves like, like the um, Philistine tribe. It's very important to understand why. In that passage of Scripture, if you were a slave or you were a worshipper of a foreign god, you tattooed the identity of your slavery or the god you worshipped. And God said to the children of Israel, don't become like that. 
In the same verse, though, it says that men should not cut their hair too short. This exposes, it exposes disrespect before God when you pray. And it says that women who have their periods shouldn't come to church during the week before and after. Sure. So if we're going to get technical, then you must apply all of them. And the reason why we don't is because it was an Old Testament expression of religious behavior to prove to God that out of your actions, you were righteous. We come into the New Testament. Jesus does the religious action of dying on a cross. The accumulation of all those regulations, exclusions, handbrakes, sacrifices. Jesus takes them, puts them on a cross. And now our action is in the heart. So we don't have a circumcision outwardly like in the Old Testament where the Bible says circumcision in our heart. So it is not a sin to have a tattoo. If you're going to put an image on and you're not smart or spiritual enough to choose that wisely, it's just going to follow you around, going to be embarrassed. And to really throw confusion out there in the book of Revelation, Jesus comes riding on a white horse and written on his calf is King of Kings. Well, in what? Would it be written in neon lights? <laughs> We're not sure. Think about that though. That's fascinating. Last one? Next week. I'll do it. I'll do it. Have you got a question? Don't you have to preach? This has been a preach. What do you think I've been doing this all time? Uh, you got a question for me? So I can contemplate it as I eat, uh, as I eat this. Oh, I got my lips. I'm still trying to recover. <clears throat> oh! <laughs> Cancel cultures pretty prevalent in today's society. Does, does the deplatforming of people with opposing views pose a risk to our freedom of speech? Will it eventually force the church to accept non-biblically based ideas? <laughs> Jesus. Okay, cancer culture. <laughs> um, is that the thunder? Thunder, thunder, sound of thunder. It's a sign. <laughs> I'm broken. Um, I'll tell you my problem with cancel culture. If you'll cancel me because I don't agree with you, it won't be long before someone will cancel you because they don't agree with you. Sure. Be careful what you sow. It won't be long. 
and you'll reap it again. We should create a culture of conversation, not of cancel. Mike, I'm literally going to faint. Would you mind getting up and closing in prayer? Get everyone to stand up. I don't know if I should touch these mics. Will you please, if you're able to, will you please stand? So I can pray. Thank you, Pastor George and Kieran, for that conversation. And thank you, Vince and the team, for leading us in worship. Um, let's, let's pray. Let's pray together. So, Father, we thank you that you have made a way for us to have access to your presence and access to relationship with you through your Son, Jesus Christ, who took the weight of our sin and shame upon himself on the cross and has now, through his resurrection, opened up the doorway to eternal life through relationship with him. Thank you, Father, that that invitation is to all. Come as you are into the Father's house, and you welcome us with open arms through your Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, that you give us your Spirit, who is close to those who mourn, who is our comforter to those who mourn. And we pray for that family mourning, Father. We thank you that you are not uncompassionate, but you lean in with great love and compassion and mercy towards us in our time of need. Thank you that your spirit is very near to each one of us and leads us and guides us every step of the journey. Thank you that your scripture says that we can ask of you if we lack wisdom in any area and you will give generously without finding fault. So we pray, Holy Spirit, give us wisdom. Help us to ask of you with great boldness and trust in your generous and loving character that you would lead us by your spirits daily. And we ask all this and give you thanks in Jesus' wonderful, perfect and precious name. Amen.